What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 60 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the coolest dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller. And for the first time ever, the legend himself, Brandon Jones. In that order. Yeah. I think that's how the coolness tier goes. I don't know. I don't, you're somewhere in there. <laughs> now, the guest is always cooler. Yeah. We just have to get the coolest dudes. Oh, that's okay. Like, that's it, their it's thing. Our that's how that it's works. a monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, Brandon, how might people know you? Uh, I've done some things. Uh, I did, uh, you know, some local community musical theater for a while. Mm-hmm. Now you're um, some unemployed dude. I don't I've know written, why you're on I've, the show. I've written some fan fiction. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I I was the founder, editor-in-chief, and recently editor-in-chief, but founder of Voice of Game Trailers for 13 years. Yeah. You guys probably recognize that voice. Yeah. It is, it's very... It is, it is different. Uh, every now and then people are like, <laughs> like, do the voice. And I'm like, I actually have to be reading something to like sound mm, like... To like jump right into thing, it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I hear it, though. A little bit. I, mean, it's, I, I almost feel like you're going to like review the show. That was always a nice compliment, though, when people didn't, because I didn't get a camera for a long time. And people didn't recognize like my face. But, like every like once a year, I'd get some guy being like, "Wait a minute, yeah, you like at a drive through." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when I first met you at E3 last year, you came up to me, started talking, and I was like, "Okay, I've never." I don't Who are you, this sir? Guy, but I was like, this, this feels familiar. And then you said, "I'm like, oh my god, yes, holy shit!" It was just one of those like mind blowing moments of like I've heard you for. A and that's, years. Yeah, and that's like my own damn fault. It's like I should have gotten in front of the camera way yeah. earlier. I <laughs> should not have named my Twitter handle Game Trailers VO. Like lots of things. I'm like, I should have put myself more out there. But at the same time, it's kind of nice having people not know who you are. Anonymity is kind of fun. If you can like make a, a project, have that be successful and just kind of stand back in the way. Yeah, definitely cool. Like so that. ladies and gentlemen, this is the Gamescast. If you're not familiar, every week we get together. A lot of times recently there's been guests, so that's kind of cool. We talk about video games. We talk about all the things we love and all that stuff. You can get this early over at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you don't want to get it early, you can get it at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, where it's broken up topic by topic, Monday through Thursday, full episode Friday. You know, the whole deal. This one's going to be worth a dollar, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can definitely mm-hmm. tell. Right away. Let's get right into it. What's the future of the game trailers, boys? Oh, I thought you said the game trailers, boys. You got to be specific because the future of game trailers is if there's is, is, is <laughs> not. Yeah, well, yeah the, the book has been closed. The history has been written. But I mean, I feel like this is the thing that, like, obviously, like I, I asked on Twitter, like, what just, do you guys want? Want me to ask just Brandon? Answer the question, Jones, and then get the hell. Every out of everybody <laughs> just wants to know what is the future? What is the plans? Like, you've had your meetings, you've talked. Neo Gaff is exploding with you know conspiracy theories, well, trying to figure it all out. What's funny, Tim, is I actually put plan to come up here to SF because SF is rocking in the games industry. Oh yeah, you might have heard. And of I don't spend enough, nearly enough time here. I'm mm-hmm. always up here for like an event and i'm out yeah uh and so i actually planned to come up here before any of this stuff went down and I, it's it's actually very fortuitous i think that like uh, i was on uh uh you know total biscuits podcast last week but like really looking forward to chatting with you guys about this we, yeah. we talked a little bit before um yeah i mean we want to we want to come back i had a, i had a meeting uh with with all the boys and i was uh curious you know i really didn't know like who's gonna be interested who wouldn't you know like some some of them might have already had jobs already i didn't know uh, and they were all pretty, pretty game to to get back in the get back in the biz. Um, if, if we do something moving forward, there's no doubt it'll be independent. I have no need to like build something up and sell it off to somebody else. That was fun. That was my thir- <laughs> been there, yeah, done that. That was my thirties. <laughs> moving on. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I I I can't specify exactly how it's going to work or, or or what it's going to do. You know, you guys you guys got a pretty good model. You know, yeah. maybe we can. Uh, it works. You know, ape it's some of that if it works. I mean, but, have, you, uh, have you thought about Patreon specifically, and like, have you thought about other things besides that? Um, yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't want to throw out the p word just yet because mm-hmm. I haven't you know f- I haven't read all the stuff. I haven't done all of the research, but uh, it, definitely some kind of system we can get people investing because it's not something that. Uh, 
I, I guess I can just throw this down on the table there. It was something we were considering, mm-hmm. you know, that we we did consider for a long time. I remember we brought in someone, I think, in like 06, way back in the day to kind of look at our business model. And he's like, you guys are nuts if you're not asking for subscriptions. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why you guys aren't doing that. Um, so it is something that was always in the back of our minds. And it's now's the perfect time That's to, what, to I test mean, it. That was, was heartwarming on the day where the news came down and you guys did your final Twitch stream or whatever. When I, I got there a little bit early and was just watching the chat and like literally it was everybody saying, I'll totally, wherever they go, go to Patreon. I'll give you money. I'll do this, blah, blah, blah. Like people get it, and we're this example of like you know the audience gets it right that they now if they like a content creator and that content creator goes on their own they have to support it right and it's right. like even like we were talking about with our numbers right where it's like all right three hundred and twenty thousand YouTube subs or whatever it is right and you go to Patreon it's like seven thousand on kind of funny Prime and it's like right. those seven thousand people are the ones who will give us yep eighty two thousand dollars to make a cartoon right yep. they understand what's happening and and I think that's that's one of the biggest things. Uh, to reconcile is like our need to get back in, you know, people's desire to see us do stuff and just kind of that happy medium where sure. it's it's something that we can do that's um, that we can support, that we can be consistent, you know, because I don't want to start something and then like uh-huh. four, four weeks later, oh, it doesn't work or this person laughed or, yeah. you know, uh, and at the same time, something that uh, meets people's, in, you know, expectations. No, but, and that's uh, that's a huge hassle <laughs> you know what i mean it's tricky yeah, yeah. we got and, to, and, and we I, got to plan for months and months and months before we left and then you guys have to do it like in reverse now and what mm-hmm. i think you know what i really like that i've kind of been obsessed with actually ever since like social media got up and going is transparency mm-hmm. and i think it's something that you know obviously is a very hot button issue you know in in the industry and it's kind of exciting at this point to realize like you know yeah we kind of get got to get our ducks in the road before we like officially announce something i would love to do it now but we're you know we're still trying to figure everything out but um uh, I'm, I'm very eager to bring everyone into as much of the process as possible. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we, we don't want you guys to think, you know, here we are. And then you're all outside of that. It's like, you guys are a part of your ivory tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, so, you know, in the vein of that, like what, what did the meetings you have kind of come out with? Like, what were you talking about doing? Like, what are the things that you want to do if you were to go independent and do all this stuff? Uh, well, I mean, there's no question that we can't, we can definitely all get back streaming again. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a quick, and, and some of us have already done that. Like Mike Huber has actually been very, um, he, I think the next day immediately was just like, all right, you know, let's play some PS4. Uh, and so I think that, you know, I think at the very minimum, that's something you can do at very, you know, low cost and, and something that, you know, we want to be streaming with these guys again. You know, I, I was tempted to just jump right back in and just like, sure. just hook up the PS4 camera and boom, I'm streaming again. But I'm like, I just want to, I want to wait until we have, do we have a vision? So it's something that people can latch onto and not just like, Oh, it's better than nothing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think at the very least, there's no reason whatsoever why we can't all get back streaming again. So I think that'll, whatever it ends up being, that'll basically be the, the introduction. That'll be the start of it. You can, I can guarantee that. So where are you at right now in the breakup cycle? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you know, the 12 stages or whatever, where are we at right now with you? Uh, I am, I, I just got my new apartment. Basically. I find that I moved out, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like brighter you, days you, are ahead. It helps. It helps. It helps. I guess to have some busy work, you know, where you're just like, Oh, okay, we'll sort through all the mugs. Okay. This is your mug. This is my mug. And we had 13 years of games, of equipment, of cables, of he was like, how many HDMI cables do I really need? Um, I mean, like RCA, like audio cables. Like, we, yeah, we don't no. need those at all. Do you have any more any plugged in over there? Like, do we even need that? Like XLR cables? Like, do I need 10 of these? I don't know. <laughs> so just just that, you know. Composite just a, cables for the original been, yeah, PS4. I've just been binging seasons one through four of the X-Files and just going <laughs> box by box by box. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of nice to just have something to do, have time to do it. Um, but I actually, you know, just finished that like I think Thursday. So like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week, uh, especially this week too. I'm just gonna like sit down a laptop and just break everything down, throw all the ideas out there. You know, create create a forum online where we can all just kind of like sure. you know, throw ideas yeah. and suggestions and stuff. 
So just actually solidifying plans if they are if there are to be plans started like three four days ago. So what's what's where been your, all of you guys' kind of reaction to to all the the fans and to the forums and the threads and the this has been surreal, dude. I mean, I like I think one of my biggest hopes, you know, uh, I mean, there have been some frustrating days in GT where I wish the whole thing would just just end. You know, just just like this is so frustrating. This is so like we want to do this, but we're getting the kickback here, and just like I wish I could just move on to something else. Um, but uh, uh, I think I think it was yeah it was it was a shock initially, but like it was kind of something that we always knew was in the cards. So it's difficult because it's something that we talked about, it's something that we joked about. I love Ian Hink to death, but the guy I just want to like sock in the face sometimes. And I literally like closed the door and I'm like, okay, we're gonna have a private meeting. And Ian's like, oh, go shut down. I'm like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ian. I mean, um, you know, kind of going off all of that, like, so you said the, the writings on the wall or whatever. Like, did when did that happen? Like, when did you kind of think like, okay, this. This might end at some point. I think like 2013, 2014. We oh, always it was it wasn't like let's make plans because obviously we're not you know we haven't made plans which is why we're still we're kind of scrambling right now to yeah. be like okay what do we, we want to do another Where's two at? years to plan right <laughs> um, but uh, always keeping in the back of our mind that like this is we're very fortunate people in this room included to, to do what we do you know mm-hmm. to, to be to be involved in the industry to like not actually have to put in the blood sweat and tears to make video games but still hang out with the people that do and still go to these events and stuff like that um it's like we should just thank our lucky stars every single day that we get to do this so we were grateful thankfully but i mean it's what i was hoping that if we did get shut down i'm like i just want to i just want an article on polygon and kotaku that's all i want you know i just i just want i just want like the news websites out there to register that something happened big today and that you know mm-hmm. something ended but it was like forbes article you know, like I still I feel guilty because I still I don't think I've watched all of the YouTube videos. And I like someone will be like, here's you know, I made a, a, a you know, testimony to game. Yeah. So much I love you guys. And I'll click. It's like 35 minutes. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, man, I, don't I know got if I so much X files to watch. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, even if I put that on in the background and work on something like I'm not really focusing on it. And yeah. I really want to give you your time because that's crazy that you made because that's what I do. Like we make videos about how much we love video games. And now you're making a video yeah. about us. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah completely surreal. Yeah. I um, mean, it, that makes sense, though. I mean, like, cause, you know, for me, I'm kind of in a, in a unique position where like these guys grew up with the, you know, the video game magazines, magazines. and like oh, journalism yeah. and all that. EGM, stuff. baby. I grew yeah. up with the videos. Like for me, game trailers was like back in the day, like that was the destination. Like I, I've been a video guy through and through forever, both making and consuming. And it's so, so interesting to me to see how game trailers grew from being the destination. And then all of a sudden, you know, the IGN and the game spots and all mm-hmm. them came and then YouTube came and Machinima. all that. Like, and then obviously oh, Machinima. Yeah. Back when the YouTube thing happened, like, did you see that as the the writing on the wall moment? Because oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of the outsiders and you know myself included were like, "Ooh, like this is kind of the beginning of the end for game trailers. Big time. Yeah, that would, there there is another uh, universe. There was some like bizarro GT universe where like you know Viacom was like, "Well, steal South Park and Daily Show episodes. We don't care. Yeah, game trailers go and do whatever you want on YouTube." And like things would have been very different. Um, yeah, just for the uneducated, that's that what happened, right? You were owned yeah. by Viacom, and Viacom had a fight with YouTube. Viacom like, you guys can't didn't like people stealing their stuff. Had a massive lawsuit that lasted years and years and years and years. I remember getting like the the email that was like, "We, you know, like lawsuits over." And I'm just like, yeah, "Thanks, yeah. Um, <laughs> congratulations, I guess." Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was very clearly, you know, Viacom had a lot of issues with just digital across the board. You know, it's just like, what do we do with? you know with this thing we'll we'll beat it and it's like you're not gonna beat it that's not how you yeah it's, not, it's a bad place to start you know yeah. like you know start with a fight and then just like okay now we've now we like youtube yeah well um, i mean from you guys perspective was there a fight on your part like did you guys want to be on youtube or oh, yeah. did you kind of see youtube yes. as like a no weird yeah thing? we that was we were all we were all about it i mean we had youtube.com slash game trailers you know that was you know you guys certainly can appreciate you know like you know like 
coming up with a new thing, having a name, yeah. and just like that blew my mind that we that we got that. Um, so it was just like there's all sorts of stuff we can do. Not, not only like that should be a place that you should go to watch trailers. <laughs> you should go to YouTube.com/slash game trailers and like there's all your trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just yeah, it was just it wasn't it wasn't uh, wasn't a directive for Viacom, unfortunately. Yeah, because uh, I I mean I think that you know game trailers I mean had a resurgence maybe two years ago or whatever when you guys started doing all the YouTube stuff and having mm-hmm. all the, the shows and stuff. And that's also, not only was it finally on YouTube for the first time, but it was also personality-based. It wasn't just, right. here's game shows, here's reviews. Like, you know this voice, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, the person doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> right. It's just more the, the voice of the content. But now it's like, all of a sudden, Brand Jones is a person. You know, Kyle Bossman is a person. And having the different shows, like, how was that transition for you guys? Um, I think that was... I think that was uh, slow enough that we were able to manage it. Kyle, I think, actually was kind of like the the pioneer there. You know that like he was he was a crazy success story. I remember like E three two thousand eleven or something. Like we were doing the Nintendo press conference and like he was freaking out behind me. I'm like, whoever this guy is, he really likes Nintendo. <laughs> and then just like a year later, he's like got his own show. He's got more Twitter followers than me. He's just like out of control. So I think he he kind of showed definitely certainly from Mike Huber. Like that was an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jeremy Hoffman, who produced GTTV, started uh, Mandatory Updates. So like that was his you know initiative um so so yeah that made a lot of sense and actually getting back to to a point we were talking about earlier about um anticipating how the reaction that this would have the gt being shut down i think one of the reasons i wasn't going to be too optimistic about like everybody getting involved or everybody having something to say was because there were so many different iterations of it there were i think like eight different you know versions of gt there was like the aggregation gt starting reviews in 05 bringing on shane satterfield and having that big editorial team the jeff Keeley era where we did all access and just you know like amazing e3 coverage and then doing the shows on youtube later so i almost expected everybody to have like a different their version of game trailers like well, well, I was my in that era GT and then died I years ago exactly yeah I thought I was gonna get a lot of that of people being like well I haven't you know been on that site for four years therefore it's it's not relevant to me anymore and that didn't happen that yeah. was yeah the reaction's been 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 pretty crazy but um yeah I think just the I think the the show production wasn't a huge transition I think the big transition was like how what should our thumbs look like you know what what's oh, yeah. the what, what you know what's the What's the dialogue that we have on Facebook, on YouTube, on the site, on Twitter? On, you know, like how do we approach all of these different things? And 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 that was actually one one of the really great things about working with Defy is going in and seeing how Smosh operates, how Clever operates, how Screen Junkies operates, um, and just kind of like learn, learn, seeing what works for them and, and and learning from that and seeing like oh that's specific to them and uh, we don't need to do that. Something we were talking about out there uh, is identity and yeah. how you know for us kind of funny was the evolution of game over greggy and we had to really kind of decide what is kind of funny what is kind of funny games and you know we came up with that that answer of just it's transparency it's us just you know talking about the things we love and that is our thing and i feel like with game trailers yeah but back in the day it was just game trailers and then mm-hmm. now it's way more of like a i see you guys kind of as like the the positive voice of just i just love video games you know right. i just it, i'm very much like that you know <laughs> what i mean and that's why i enjoy that stuff but when you first made game trailers, what was kind of the, you know, the, the identity of it? The identity was why am I paying for video game media? That was the identity. It was it was I I co-founded it with a guy named Jeff Groats, uh, who you know took off in like oh six oh seven for Greener Pastures, and uh, um, I was I was uh, uh, had a subscription to IGN. He had a subscription to Gamespot. Uh, I think like Wind Waker was the first Wind Waker and Resident Evil remake were the first like 640 720 by 480 videos. We were like, whoa, like this is full screen video on the Internet of games. This is crazy. And every day I would go to the Apple Apple dot com slash trailers and watch the movie trailers for free. And then like there's this one day we're sitting around I'm like, why, why am I not paying for movie trailers, but I'm paying for game trailers? That doesn't make sense. We're just like, oh, like, I wonder. 
I'm like, huh, I wonder if that URL's taken. And like, just like you said, we're like, can't believe we got kind of funny. I was like, get out of here. Gamebills.com is <laughs> taken. Like, 15 bucks. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was not, you know, it, it was funny because we're all film majors and we all, you know, we're editors. So we wanted to get into video editing, but like, that was not. Not something we thought about. It was literally just like, let's just be Robin Hood. Let's just get trailers from wherever we can and give it to the people for free. Um, yeah. And then we started. And I'm sure I didn't piss anybody off. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah that, was not, that was not our goal. <laughs> but what's, I, I think one of the, the happiest things, one of the things I take the most pride in, you know, stepping away from this and starting something new was, I've, you know, that sentiment that you said, Tim, has been echoed so many times about like, you guys are positive. That's why I like you. You know, you guys, um, you know, not that there isn't negative things or things to argue about in the industry, but like I can go here and you guys focus on that stuff. And what makes me feel good is that wasn't like we didn't write that on the wall. You know, like when streams start, I didn't go in there and I'm like, OK, guys. Smiles. Remember, keep it happy. Nice. That was just kind of us, you know. Yeah. So, like, I think that uh, I'm really proud of that. That that just naturally happened. That's well, yeah. Like, so the next question is, what's the identity of the modern, like you guys being a thing? Um, I think identity is a tricky word. I think I, I mean, obviously, the same thing. I mean, more of the same and, and less of a focus. I, I, I really want to make something that's community based because I think that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away. I actually have met more people in the last two years in the industry than I met in the 11 years before that. Cause I've gone to like, you know, like PSX is great. Like I went to dice last year for the first time ever in Vegas and like, you know, met so many crazy, interesting people. But I think the community is probably one of the biggest, as far as if I was to place value on anything, it would be these people. If, if I was to decide not to do this and move forward to another career, that would absolutely break my heart. That there's just like, I'm not connected with these people anymore. I can't, you know, at least once a week, sit down and have a conversation with them. The fact that like three days later, I'm in the office packing up boxes and I just happened to have our, our Twitch channel open up in a browser. And I was just like, I wonder, and I click and like, they're still talking. There's still conversation going. They might be in there right now chatting away. Just like that's yeah, that's 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 beautiful. That's very yeah, special. That's awesome. Man. And uh, I, I love each one, you know, every, you know, each of those people. Um, yeah, it was funny. Like the day of uh, when I told the team, I was like, you know, calm and collected. You know, I was talking to all sorts of you know people at Defy about like transitioning out and how that was going to go and the procedure didn't shed a tear. And then we like, got on the stream. and I'm just like, uh, yeah, like an Oscar speech. It was like, uh. <laughs> that must have been time. a moment, though, man. I mean, like 13 that crazy. years. That's crazy. And so many iterations of you right? know, what it's been. And it's tricky to think like, wh- you know, would I have wanted a week so we could have planned a big thing or is it better to just rip the bandaid off? Get out of there. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, I mean, I don't know personally, I think I mean, I think that is the best is just rip it off. But I think the best thing would have been. And here's what we're doing now. And like right. kind of ride off that. But you don't have that luxury when you don't know. Right. You know what I mean? And even then a week. would Yeah, way to enough. waste your last day at work. You should yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in a room right now. I got to figure this out. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I something else we were talking about out there is I, I think it's cool that the identity of you guys now is this positivity and is this new personality based stuff. And it's kind of cool to see the parallels between you doing the game trailers and doing that for the love and the passion of the hype of video games, you know, and like why are video games exciting? The trailers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. These moments. And I feel like what you're doing now, it's, it's really kind of a natural progression of that, of just like celebrating hype, you know? Yeah. Hype, hype and hope the silver lining, you know, it's like before. And, and, and that's why I think, uh, I remember, uh, um, being really proud of just kind of like what we do and how we do it when, was either polygon or kataki i can't remember specifically stated like we're going to focus on games after launch like that's going to be our main vision and i was like cool we're doing the other thing like we're like you take that that's great like if if the esports is doing cool stuff and some crazy story came out of some guy who asked his you know asked his girlfriend to marry him through you know like you know some online game or something like that like in league of legends or whatever like that's great but just something is so fascinating about from that moment that you find out something exists, I'm, I'm in like, it's funny because I'm like in that place now where it's like, we're starting a new thing and I'm going to have to like put my money where my mouth is to like advertise that and like mm-hmm. pitch that to people. Um, but just like from the moment something gets announced to the moment it launches, 
it's not like a thing. It's not, it's not tangible. You can't put your hands on it. I mean, like you go to an event, you play the division for four hours, but it's like, do I really know what this game is? And that's just fascinating to me. Just like how that can change how a tweet can ruin a game, you know, like oh, how yeah. one video can be great. And the next video, it's like, you're done. Your advertising finished. It's over um, with movies, with TV. It's just, I, I'm really fascinated by that because people don't think, I remember when I started scoring trailers, people were like, why are you even talking about this? Like trailer editing is an art. I'm like, are you nuts? Like, what? Yeah. like that's crazy. <laughs> why do people go to school for it? I don't, you know, that's nuts. Um, so yeah, that'll always be, whether that's a part of what we do moving forward, that'll always be, um, I'll definitely be doing regardless of what we do. I'm I'm gonna do streaming and you know stuff on my own uh, Twitch channel, Trailer Jones, and, and YouTube channel. Um, so I'll I'll probably still stay focused on trailer stuff. But advertising is just fascinating. Yeah. Some people are really good at it. Some people aren't. I mean, is there any chance of you continuing something like the retrospective series? Because I gotta be honest, the retrospective those are the best things in the entire the world. The reason why they're the best things in the entire world, the retrospectives are like, it's like it's like Traducan. It's like what was that like like Croco Vein or what's the it's 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 like going to a super fancy restaurant and you eat like a steak that's been like cured for like a week and you're just like that was really good can I have another one of those tomorrow and you're like no, no. <laughs> the, those retrospectives were the hardest thing I've ever done in my life without a, without a doubt I mean like to the point where some of the later ones that we did I'd have to like cut corners or there'd be like some game I'm like oh, I'll play like ten minutes of this and throw it up and it would break my heart because I'm like yeah. I want to dive into this like, oh, I got to put code and show Veronica the ending and show you know like <laughs> when the retro's over and I have a big montage I want to show like the last clip from that one game and it I mean the hours were just insane and I it, it the the reward for the work that we were putting in at some point just it didn't add up. We're yeah, I like, oh, can't work on this stuff anymore. But uh, that's but yeah. always hard. Yeah, but those that's, were that's... but those were fun. And just and just educating people about games is really fun. And I think will be very fun moving forward because you know like I'll get in conversations with people now. It's like the the moment where you realize you're old. Where you're like blah 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 this reference, and they're like what? And you're like what 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 are you talking about? You don't know what that is, and just like you know, Crash Bandicoot. Like, yeah. no idea what that is. And you're like, well, that's, I need that's to make acceptable. a video explaining to you what Crash Bandicoot is. <laughs> no one needs that video. So. Yes, everyone needs that video. <laughs> you don't know Crash. Get the fuck out of here. So, save the Bandicoot. So educating is fun. It's fun yeah. to, to you know to 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 let the masses know what's up. It's more 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 enticing than a Wikipedia page. Yeah, mm. definitely. I feel like you can agree with that, Colin. Yeah, absolutely. That was mm. my that was my favorite stuff to do at IGM. Now we just talk about. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is, we talk about a grapefruit lady. Don't game spoil over. the game over. <coughs> <you know? laughs> but yeah, I think if yeah, if we were to set up like a stretch goal list, that would probably be the absolute, you know, the, the, the yeah. top. The You're peak. giving us two million dollars. Yeah, exactly. I'll <laughs> that's that's the Mount Olympus of, of GT version two. It's like, hey, if you guys are down, you know, if we're if we're, we get enough support, you know, we can get back into that. But I, I literally, if, I'll have to call them something different because I, I, if I throw the word retrospective into a conversation with my wife, her facial expression changes. She's like, you're what? And I'm like, yeah, I'll just be a tiny one. She's like, okay, because you didn't sleep. I was going to say, she says goodbody for three yeah, weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, I, dude, I is... wish it was three weeks. Months, dude, months, 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 months. Yeah. Final <laughs> Fantasy was a year. I mean, like that 13 part thing was, you know, yeah. a year, if not more. You should make just 13 every, too. Every day, nonstop, part. just working on that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, this is all not confirmed or official or anything but like what are the thoughts in your mind about if that's the final stretch goal right what are other goals uh doing reviews again that's tough because it's i think reviews we can't like you know we can't just like have a couple guys and we'll review something every now and then it's like i i would i'd want to do it or not do it you know i'd want to get back in and get everyone on the phone and try to get every game we possibly can or just stream games talk about games but it's like, if we're actually going to put a score on something, I don't want, you know, more games coming out and people being like, well, why don't you review that? Why aren't you scoring that? And it's like, we just don't have, we don't have the, the, the support. We don't have the team. We can't support the team that we, that we had before. So that would, that would, that's like right under, right under retrospectives probably. 
Um, but what's a little what's a little earlier on? Like, what are the things that you're like? All uh, right, we want these things to actually bring in shows happen. back, bring in Bosman back, bring in uh, mandatory update back, bring in Huber back, which just me basically means an editor and a place to shoot. So, which is which exists, but again, it's like making that commitment to do it full time. You know, getting getting Kyle on board, getting Ian on board, having the place, scheduling out. Okay, next Tuesday, Tuesday after that, Tuesday after that, Tuesday after that. Um, and, and and being like, we're all we're all agreeing right now. We're going to do this for at least a month, two months, three months. Yeah. So is it is it the whole crew? Like everybody's down. And Supposedly, yeah. Because yeah. well, you never I know, know, I know, because you never know. I mean, like, and, and that's that's going to be difficult, really, to express in a lot of stuff that we're doing that, like, we I can't make these guys stick around. You know, like if if uh, if Ben gets a job, if Kyle, you know, gets a hosting gig, starts selling Bud Light somewhere else, you know, then uh, I'm not going to stop them. You know, I would, I would hope that our audience would support them in that endeavor. And uh you know, see this as both an opportunity for us to start something new and for for people to go someplace else. That was the, when uh, Elise Williams left us and went to Funhouse, and you know she had a meeting with me, and and she was you know was getting teary eyed, and she was like, "I'm so sorry," and I'm like, "I am so happy for you. You get to go to your to work with your dog and your husband every day. That's amazing. Like, I, I want that for you. So, like, if every if I you know send an email out tomorrow and literally got a response back from every member of the team, they're like, "We all have jobs now." I'd be like, "Oh, you like that would suck because we have less time, you know, to to possibly get back to what we were doing before." But you know. More power to you. You know, if you're if you're actually happy in, in this next step in your career, it's like, what more could I want? Well, where's your head at, though? Like, would you take another job or is this like you're like, I'm doing something else again? Um, I am really enjoying sleeping in right now. Sleeping in is really great. Um, so I'm, I'm doing a lot of that. Um, X Files is pretty good. Uh, you know, I might cut out. When did Mulder leave? Like, like episode season six, something like that. He yeah. made like six. Yeah, I'll but probably then you get the T one thousand for a little bit. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I got that far. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, definitely not going all nine seasons on there. I'll probably stop around five and six. <laughs> um, but it's. I mean, I've been doing this for Game Trailers is the only job I've ever had. Really, like I, I worked at an animation company that turned into Game Trailers, basically uh, straight out of college. I was working there during college, so like I graduated from college and had a job, which became Game Trailers which I now don't work at anymore. So it's like, which no longer exists. It, like it's, it's, it's tricky to say. And it's probably a really boring answer, but like all three places at once, there's like the Brandon Jones. It's like, Oh, having time off is great. There's the Brandon Jones. that's super fired up to get everybody back together. There's the Brandon Jones. It's like, I could do something else, you know, because, because why not, you know, why not at least accept that possibility? Yeah. But, um, uh, I would say the, yeah, the middle Brandon Jones is probably the most motivated right now to, to, to see what we can do. Because it's not just let's take advantage of the opportunity now that somebody, you know, made the decision to shut game trailers down. But this is a extremely fascinating climate. You know, like th- yeah. this is not 2002. This is yeah. a whole different era. Um, so it's it's exciting to see, you know, what's possible. Um, and it's tricky because it's it's when you put something forward, especially if it's going to be crowdfunded, you can't be like, here's this thing. It's going to be a success. You know, like I, I'd rather put something <laughs> forward and be like, here's this thing. Let's all let's all work on it. Let's see how it works. Yeah, let's see what Getting happens. On the wall. Um, uh, Kevin. Correct me if I'm, do we have enough money to hire Brandon? No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Putting out there. I like your haircut, yeah. Kevin. You have a nice haircut. Lean yeah. in and show everybody your haircut, Kevin. Because now we've referenced it. They need to see it. Second screen experience. Yeah. It is. Nice, nice looking head of hair. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Hot. So I asked the good old Twitter to send you a bunch of questions. We oh, got great. some. I love them. Yeah, Who was Trailer Jones is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, Completely yeah. legit. Uh, I mean, let's start there. Tim Haswell says, I guess my main question is, who is Trailer Jones? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, di- I didn't I did not put myself out there for a long time. I remember like the visible walls was the first one. She was like, why don't you come on? I was like, OK. 
I remember that there'd be meetings where Shane's like, you never go to events. Why don't you go to an event? I'm like, I'm fine. And that was like uh, super dumb. I should have I should have gone out there immediately. <laughs> Every invite I should have. I think the uh, the uh, not the Game Awards because what they are now, but the the VGAs. I got an invite every year, never went because I was just like I don't want to go to an award show, you know. Like and it was just like <laughs> what an idiot. I was such an idiot. It's like you're not going to have fun at the award show. You're going to go to the party afterwards and meet all sorts of crazy people and you know like not be a stranger, not not having to talk to you for ten minutes, having to be like I know you. So yeah, much. exactly. <laughs> um, so so yeah, that's uh that was a mistake. Well, so like your, even your Twitter was Game Trailers was VO, VO, and it's like that obviously was a conscious decision and something where I mean at least Game Trailers was intrinsically tied to right. you at that point. But so I, now now it's just Trailer Jones. Trailer Jones, yeah. And I I got it. I got to hand it out to Dave Oshry. I was at Dice last year, and we all we got like a burger at like eleven you know p.m. and we were all like wandering away from the table. And Dave's like, "Hey, I just met all these new people. Give me give me your Twitter handles." And I was like, "Game Trailers VO." And he's like, "What? What?" And I'm like, "Game Trailers VO." And he's like, "Oh." And I'm walking away from the table. I have like 10 feet away. And he's like, that's a horrible Twitter handle. And I was like, noted. And I literally like went to my room that day and like got Trailer Jones. And I'm like, just in case, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. something ever happens. <laughs> so our boy Daniel Kaiser, he wants yeah, to say, oh, oh my goodness. ask him if he misses my hair because yep. I know my hair misses him. I miss everything about Daniel Kaiser. Yeah. Kaiser, good man. Kaiser's, yeah. Kaiser's a good man. Kyle Bradford says, oh, my God, what's the staff's reaction to seeing the Twitch chat still alive after this long? Uh, there's no there are no words, you know, uh. Yeah, we 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 we've used up all the words to describe how amazing that is, um, uh, because yeah, I mean I've already commented on that. You know, yeah. it'd be it'd be it'd be a a travesty to leave something like that behind. Um, and it's kind of crazy that uh, I don't know. It, it kind of like you know, like we don't even need video. You know, we just have this this chat going the whole time. <laughs> we just start a Patreon for all of us just chatting every day. Yeah. Um, but it kind of shows again. It's social media. It just kind of shows that like you know that's not something that defy. Hey, wait, no, stop talking, everybody. You know. But, um, yeah, it's interesting that that kind of became like the destination for everybody to, you know, kind of hash things out. Yeah. You know, it's been a, a really recent trend in um, video, Internet video sales and all that stuff, like the business of Internet video, where people are talking about it's not so much that you're making content anymore. It's you're making community. So yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. Like your job, like our job is not to make content. It's to build community. And the content is just a tool to help make that happen. And, and what, I mean, numbers are obviously great. Like everybody wants all, all the numbers to go up, but at the same time, like, like you were saying earlier, Greg, like, I think, you know, I'd much rather have that 7,000 people, you know, be dedicated, yep. get it, you know, be involved, you know, uh, you know, join the stream. I want to know who those people are. Yeah. I'd much rather have 8,000 people that I know and love that support us than 20,000 people that are just like, I don't know who you are. It was actually interesting to get a taste I think we had like 15,000 people watching that that final stream, which is like, I'm all sad and everything. And I'm just like, yeah, we're um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I already started to get a taste of just you look at that chat window and I'm like, I can't read this. You know, this is just mm. it's flying by so fast. They're all sending you hugs of, right now. I uh-huh. popped into the chat to tell them that, that we're uh-huh. recording and talking to you about the chat right now. Uh-huh. And they're all very impressed. I mean, that's the thing is like I ask for questions. Majority of these things aren't even questions. They're just like, we love you guys so much. Like we hope for the best and all this stuff. Like so many people like. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I. Uh, if, if everyone's listening, I got to get out there. I'm so sorry we haven't announced anything. It's 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 they tricky understand. because, yeah, I had to like just figure out because it's like you know, 13 <clears throat> years. You also like, you know, one of the things I'm really happy about is my PS4 is not moving now. That's so great. You know, it's like every every day I open up my backpack, unplug my PS4, slide it in, take it to work, plug it in, plug in Ethernet and power and yeah. you know, HDMI and work there, you know, like put an infinity figure on the base, level it up, you know. Um, but uh, uh, just actually having like wiping the table clean and like putting all the consoles, having them all out. I got like I have an original Xbox plugged in now. I never had that. So like 
that's been really great and therapeutic to have a week or two to just like let me just clean everything and just really like get get rid of stuff that I don't need. So uh, sucks to wait. Hate to you know not have something announced or something get, you know going, but. Uh, you know, like very grateful to everybody to give us a little bit of time to figure everything out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like that's, that's the hardest thing. Cause it's like, you know, I, I live off of just creating events and like you know, right. creating moments for the, for the audience and for us to enjoy and all that stuff. And to see the situation you guys are in kills me because I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I would hate to not be able to plan what we're doing. You know, it's right. just like, all right, it's over. We need to do something now. And that's the gut reaction, but it's like you can't do that. It's like you, it's just, you're in a weird place where you need to do it fast, but you, you need to do it right. You don't want to be reactionary, real, too. You don't exactly. want to be like, well, we got shutdowns. We'll so do we that. have to it's do like, something. No, this is a new thing. We, we, we wiped the slate clean. Yep. We started at ground zero and we built it up. Yes. And the other thing to keep in mind, uh, I'm not writing checks that I can't cash, but like <laughs> that also doesn't necessarily mean it's just the nine of us. You mm-hmm. know, that means like there might have been other people that worked at game shows previously that we can bring in or other people that we haven't worked with before that might be interested yeah. in working. I mean, with that's us. the thing. It's a whole new fresh start. And yeah. I, be, I really believe that like you guys, you still got a month, two months to like cash in on that, like the fervor of everything at its peak. You know, yeah. you have forever to cash in because the people that love you are still going to love you. <laughs> But I think that you you just need to come out and just be like, here's what we're doing. And yeah. here's what you guys want. You know, we're giving the you goal, guys yeah. what you want. My rough goal right now is before March is over, you'll know what it's called. Like you'll have we'll, oh, nice. have, we'll have a name out there. We'll have a directive. You know, we, we might not be actually producing content, but that's that's where we're at right now. Just be like, are we all on the same page here? OK, we can let yeah. people know what that is. And that's good. I mean, I think it's that level of transparency that's going to yeah. keep that going and going to make sure that it, you don't lose your chance. You know, it's right because the, the, the funny thing about transparency is you can't say everything. You know what I mean? Oh, it sure. can't be literally every every right. dot around the uh, the entire way, but it is those. It's the moments where it's like, this is what it is. Here's the name. This is what yeah. it is. Here's what we're the lineup. And that's kind of trailers too. Like it's funny. A lot of people when like a CG trailer will come out, I get responsive people who are just like, I hate trailers because they lie. And it's like, you bet they do. It's great. It's you can. There's there's good <laughs> lies and there's bad lies. Every single one of them's a lie. Every yeah. single one of them is like, no, our game's this. You know. Yeah. But that's yeah, yeah. I love that. You know, and yeah. like and it's 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 finding out the truth in that. You know, it's actually like reading between the lines and trying to figure out your own opinion of what that is. So, Ariel Pig, great name. After 13 years of game trailers, do you have any regrets? Like anything you would have done differently? Oh yeah, we just covered that. Not 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 get myself out there. Not being like I am Brandon Jones. Not like I'm the founder. Go watch our videos. You know, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Whoops. Jmeek1812 <laughs> says, what's your favorite video or project you work on for game trailers? Uh, retros. Because um, a lot of the stuff that we did, when, when you do reaction-based stuff, when you're kind of like, not necessarily waiting, because you guys really don't wait for anything. You just you get out there and do it. But like, um, you know, like, oh, this thing happened in the industry. Let's talk about that. And it's like, a month later, no one's really, that's gone. You know, so it's just like, it, you put it in the archive and it exists there. Whereas I think one of the retros was in the only things that like, still holds up like to this day like sure. I, I still look back and i'm like i'm really proud of those you know that like those can you know even though it like the final fantasy retro ends and like one of the last things i say is i'm like this final fantasy 13 we'll see how that is so it's like a little dated for sure yeah yeah, yeah. but um good place to stop though yeah. you know <laughs> but it's it's i think it's something that will stand you know stands without the game trailer's name without really knowing who we are you can just kind of pass that off to somebody and then that uh it, yeah it still holds up so very, yeah very proud yeah, of that yeah that in uh oh that in e3 man our, our e3 oh. coverage that was just that was electric doing that every year. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, Bobby Wasabi wants to know: Will you be at E three this year? Um, I'm gonna fight tooth and nail, man. I will if I got to be out front with the you know with a placard, you know, just like 
will work for passes. Yeah, got to get in there. Because um, I mean, that was one of the reasons why we were successful was that was we live in L.A. You know, we're based in Los yeah. Angeles. And so I remember in 2002 when we formed, we formed the day of E3. The site launched like the first day of E3 that year. Um, and I remember when we were planning, you know, to launch GT, uh, Mike Buddy, who is uh, a, a, a smaller partner. Uh, and when GT got formed, I was like, we should go to E3. And I'm like, what? It's like e- E3, the video game event that's in Los Angeles. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I come, I read video game news every single day. I've never heard of this. And just like, so that was, uh, uh he cried ever since. Yeah. Um, I can't believe but, I'm in business yeah, ever since, this man. No, but ever since so too, I've been just hooked to that show. Love yeah. it. So there's a couple questions that are very similar. Shay wants to know what is your opinions on the current state of video game websites? And Steven Talbot wants to know, what do you think about Twitch and let's players? Um, websites uh, are kind of like business cards now it's like you should have one but like it's not going to be something that like unless you have like a subscription service running through it or unless you're like giant bomb is very directed you know towards their website like a lot of the financially what works for them works you know through the through the the website that they've actually built but um i mean if it's telling at all like that is the absolute last thing in my mind like i think somebody brought that up when we had the meeting at my place and i was just like i don't know if we even need a website i mean maybe maybe we can get one but it's not i'm not gonna like sweat designing that you know i'm not gonna be like you know version nine of the front page let me see here and yeah you know it's like just it's it it would be if you really want to learn more about this go to the website but um so yeah unless because it's just uh so i saw somebody on social media they're like i still type in game trailers every day into the browser i'm like you type a url into a browser that's cool (laughs) i was told nobody did that anymore you're the the one (laughs) yeah so yeah i think destination I don't think destination websites are dead, but it's it's not it's not a guarantee and it's not, I don't think, necessary, you know, for for a lot of people if you want to get started. Well, if you change um, your mind, lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about the the let's play and Twitch side? Uh, that's like the greatest thing ever. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, um, it's 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 an interesting you know it's like it was interesting writing for games and then developing that skill and then getting in front of the camera and like you know talking to people in front of the camera interviewing people in front of the camera looking directly into the camera and like developing all of those skills and then doing twitch and be yeah exactly and then doing twitch and being like wow this is a whole separate crazy thing that you can you can be good at different parts of it you know and and um and it's i i it excites me because you know when you know we could tell going into 2002 like the you know, it was like three four years before two or three four years before youtube so we were just like whoa this video thing is really going to blow up and but it was exciting to get involved when it was still the wild west when like the rules weren't necessarily written and i think we're still there and i think we'll still be there for a couple more years with with streaming and everything where it's mm-hmm. just like you know uh, I, I love that I can see someone that has a million followers and I've never heard of them. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy, just like, man. that's so cool. There's all these different pockets of, of people. And, um, yeah, I mean the, uh, when I looked at the prospect of not working for Defy media or Viacom at game trailers, Twitch was definitely something that would come up every time I meet those guys. I'm like, you guys are awesome. This looks like a really fun, exciting place to work because it's not next year. It wasn't the year before. It wasn't the year before. It's just like constantly evolving and changing. Yeah. Impact 93 wants to know, did you ever take any voice lessons to acquire such a loaded voice? I took singing lessons, but I did. uh, I've done theater since I was like eight, you know, so I think it was like when you um, 
it, it's interesting when you when you when like TV video people when they go to theater when theater people do the other it's like you're either too loud or too quiet you know like theater people go to do other stuff and there's like just lower a little bit lower but I have to play to the back of the room yeah you're like there's 500 people in here they can't hear me like no there's, there's a microphone right in front of you it's fine <laughs> um, whereas you get like TV people and they you know you're like I need more I need I need to see in your face how you're feeling and they're like you didn't see that little eye twitch like not in the tenth row you know so um, yeah so I think just just speaking on stage a lot you know doing lots of theater that's just kind of like naturally developed that um but i mean even when we did our the first review i did was god of war in 05 i mean that's such atrocious you know it's just like it sounded ridiculous because i was trying to sound cool i was like okay i got to i gotta sound good you know and like i don't yeah for 10 years when i walk into that booth like i don't think about how i sound it's like the absolute back of my mind it's just like who, what was the mindset of the guy who, who wrote this? So I love reading anything below a five. It's like, yes, this is, <laughs> is going to be so good. So the claws come out. Thor wants to know what game or series would you want to do VO for? Uh, Grand Theft Auto. No question. Oh, nice. Yeah. A good pick. Some of the best VO in the biz. So, I mean, that's pretty much, that's all the, the Twitter questions. Do you have any like final closing notes on the whole future of you guys thing? Um, just thanks. Can't say that enough. Thank you to everybody that said kind words. Thank you to everybody that, you know, talked about us closing down that, that, that did their little, it, it was interesting too, because you know, it, it, it's, um, not like pat myself on the back, but like, it is an interesting commentary on where, where the industry's at. You know, it's like, I think game trailers closing as I can like kind of step back and pretend I had nothing to do with it. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of the end of an era, you know, in a, in a good way, in a bad way. It's sad to see game trailers go, but at the same time, it's like, I, you know, it's very exciting to start, you know, something new or kind of recognize that this is a new industry. And, and, uh, if we're one of the, the last bastions of, of, you know, destination video on, on the web, I'm happy to, to be a part of that. So just, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you across the board. The, the reaction from, you know, popular websites to just, you know, uh, Joe Q gamer that, you know, follows us on Twitter or Facebook or, or Twitch was more than I could have ever possibly imagined. Where should people stay tuned to to find out the official uh, news as it uh, comes? Trailer Jones is the word. You can follow me, Trailer Jones, on Twitch and Trailer Jones on Twitter. And I will uh, talk a lot about whatever the hell we're going to be doing good. once we once good, we good, do good. that. So the next topic of the day comes from NeoGaf. I was reading Ooh. it, found a really interesting thread by one The Cake. The has two E's. He says, if you had to choose five games that best represent video games, which would you choose? So five essential games to best represent video games in general. Don't factor in factors like, oh, well, this game's too hard for a beginner. If it represents all video games in some way that you think should be mentioned, then post it. I thought this was really interesting. And reading through all the responses, there wasn't really a through line. Really? Yeah. Like, there's a couple things that come up a lot. But then, obviously, that sparks the debates of, well, which Mario? Well, which Zelda? See, well, you know? see, that's the thing for me it, when you present this topic. Super Mario Brothers, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like we, we talk about it all the time, right? That that's, like, such a great example of a game, period. Tight mechanics, all these different things. But also a game of, like, nowadays you start and it's 30 minutes of a tutorial, right? Whereas this one's, like, you try to go left. Nope, can't do there's, that. Yeah, there's Run conf- into the first mushroom. Don't or don't hit him. And I know he's not a mushroom. Sorry, I'm a Sega kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Goomba. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing confusing about Super Mario Brothers. You know, like, you're they're not going to be like, well, wait, what, what, you know, what door do I pick? You know, it's just like you just, yeah, the objectives are very clear. Well, as a question what is symbolic of where games have been or where the games are right now because that would that would differentiate if I was going to put Wolfenstein or Doom on the list or I think it's Call now. of Duty. I think it's what represents video games as a whole. And so I think that's what this makes it interesting. This is a time capsule of like it's, if we were going to explain to an alien what games are, right? That's, well, yeah. that's what I'm taking. So, I think that's... So, 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 so don't, no, no XCOM. Don't put XCOM in there. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's about modernity then. Yeah. 
But I, I think also, I think there is a, a tinge of history there, though. Like, I feel like Super Mario Bros. does make the, I, I'd put it on the list. I would least. too, but if it re- if it's what represents games now, then that doesn't represent games now. So that's why I was, that's why I was, I was you know, as sad as that makes me feel, because that game's better than almost anything that's made today. Um, Call of Duty would be on the list for sure. Do you think, so do you think Call of Duty is, is the first person shooter that makes the list? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that no one does shooting better than them. If so, we had to choose a Call of Duty, which one? Um, Again, this is about modernity. I mean, people would say modern warfare probably or something like that. But why wouldn't it be something like even ghosts or something like that? Or advanced warfare? Ma- I don't think it's modernity that way. I don't I don't think it's w- right now. What's the pinnacle of everything right now? I think we're trying to explain to someone or something that doesn't know anything about games what games are. Yeah, but we need this, this is why I'm curious about it, because we need to focus on. The historical quality of games if it's about just what games are then it's going to be tennis for two from 1959 it's going to be pong from 1975 uh you know it's gonna be miss pac-man from 82 it's gonna be like like that those games represent what video games were but if what video games are pack there's no genetic code from pac-man in call of duty so like you have to somehow trace you have to somehow have like a parameter otherwise i would i wish everything was a side scroller because that's fucking awesome i love side scrollers <laughs> but well, i think that's where we get five and we can we can even push it to a couple more. Like I guess, what are the video games then? Like take the number out of it, but just what are the games that that do define what video games are? You bring up a good point though, because it's like are we, are we talking about you know the actual games themselves, like the code, or are we talking about the industry? Because if you bring in Call of Duty, then that also kind of speaks to franchises. That also speaks to you know Tomb Raider and and uh, um, uh, Assassin's Creed and stuff that like these are back every year. So it's not just like you know this is like the James Bond. Of video games, if you're mm. familiar with novels, but you actually haven't gotten into games, you know. So, I think that's worth speaking towards. You know, that like that's definitely different. You know, games like that that like this this wasn't like a journey that just kind of came out and that was it. Yeah. You know, like this is one chapter in a in a saga that's has gone on for a while and will likely go on forever. See, when I when I read it, like my first thoughts were, what genres need to be represented? Like, what are the things? And I think that like art games or like you know experimental games. I think that is is one of those. Because that does represent modern games, but you know, also just where games have come from to where they're at now and stuff. So it's like whether that's a journey or a gone home or a something. I think that one of those spots needs to be for that. Obviously, a platformer, it'd be it'd be Mario. Whether it's a two D one or a three D one, I think the answer would be two D. But then I think I think a fighting game needs to be in there. Like I think there's something about like a Street Fighter two that that is just it stands the test of time, and like that is what a video game is. It's just competition like i would put street fighter over pong you know like I, I obviously understand the the argument for pong but i think that street fighter represents um more of the why people play video games and it's a similar thing in, in terms of the competitive aspect that makes sense yeah i don't uh, this list is obtuse though because i that, that's what i'm trying to like i don't understand the i don't understand like what there has to be better parameters than that right like street fighter 2 is 25 years old now which is incredible and we we look at that game as something that was part of the zeitgeist in the early 90s and it was but there are better street fighter games than street fighter 2 so like are we are we just the same as there are better mario games than the original mario even though the original mario is fucking a master class in game design for sure you know so i I just wonder like the list in 1990 would be much different than the list in 2000 which would be much different than the list in 2016 i guess that's what i'm saying so but for so for me, if I was making a list like right now, it would definitely be something like Call of Duty. It would definitely be something like uh, Candy Crush Saga or um, you know some of these bullshit cell phone games that you see commercials for when you're trying to watch football. 
Uh, and then Yo, you that Schwarzenegger game game of the year <laughs> yeah you'd probably put something like you might not even put Call of Duty on there now you might because Call of Duty is kind of waning in some way you might even put something like Destiny on there um, so I don't know I think that it's more you know you put something like Fallout like an open world non-linear sometimes procedural RPG um, on the list gotta have an MMO in there somewhere yeah I mean, gotta have just some oh, just the Universe the, Online the, the best big, MMO of all time. right <laughs> um, Final Fantasy 11 game over done um <laughs> But uh, yeah, just to kind of communicate that like this is a whole, you know, th- all of these people are playing the same game. Like that is definitely a concept that um, I, I hear all the time. My wife will come in and watch me play an online game. She's like, is that a player? And I'm like, no. And so it's nice to like, you know, it, it, I think it would be good to establish that. But like language comes up, too. If we want to like figure out parameters, it's like, would it would it be better to have a game like Street Fighter that like you don't need to speak the language this game is in to jump in and play like Journey? There's no language in that game. You yeah. just play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you were to have. Ocarina of Time, I think, like first came to my mind because yeah. that's that to me. It's funny that like Triforce is like representing that game because that that to me is like the perfect outline of a video game. Like how much time it takes to do things, where they're located, what you get for doing them is like that's it. That's your you could have a like, college course just on, on of Ocarina of Time. But there's a ton of text in that game. So if there's like a Russian guy who came to me and I'm like, here, play this. Like he couldn't, you know, he wouldn't like those letters mm. pop up in blue, but he can't read them. So it's like, would that be better mm. for an alien or for someone else that like? You know, how many fingers do they have? I don't know. There is lots of parameters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the list that I would want to make would be the most important games, just generally with the genetic code of video games from beginning to end. And so you'd, I, I'd put something like, I would be really nerdy about it and put it like Space War from like mainframe computers and punch cards and stuff like that. I would put like, you know, obviously Pong. Um, I would put something like Wolfenstein on the list. I'd put Mario 64 on the list. Paradigm shifting games and experiences as opposed to, we were talking about it not too long ago about the last time, because we were talking about how PS, on PS I Love You, we keep talking about how PS4 doesn't really do anything that PS3 can't do except for its technical prowess. Like, it's it's not giving us new experiences at all. It's just, and that's fine. I don't think we want to. I consider that controller a new experience. Your controller is fantastic. <laughs> and I'm glad that, that they went. That 6-axis was a deal breaker for me. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we just have a lot of Stockholm Syndrome with PlayStation, I think. And, uh, you know, for me, it's like these systems aren't giving us new experiences. Resogun is, I still think, PS4's best game. And, and that can be rendered not with all the voxels, but that can be played on PS1 in some respect. It would just have to be a very, 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 very stripped down version of it. Um, but Mario 64 really was a paradigm shifting game, even though I don't think it's that great. Like, personally, I, I don't. You call it. Like, <laughs> he thinks Sunshine's better than 64. Yeah, I love Mario Sunshine a lot. That's fine. No, uh, it's not. That's not that's fine. A, it's a free country. <laughs> Drop the nice guy X. Get on his was, ass, I think, Jones. I, no, I, I, I literally like took Yoshi all the way up to one thing and then had to jump off a platform, then jump off Yoshi to get to the platform, and I missed. And I was like, well, thank you, Sunshine. That was good. I, <laughs> I mean, done. I love Sunshine, but it's, it's no 64. <laughs> so I'm just looking at games that like really change the genetic code or change our expectations of games, and I just don't know that, you know, Mario is obviously one of those games, the original one, too. So it might, it might even show up twice. But Ocarina yeah. of Time is not as important as Mario 64 because that was already rendered in 3D. You kind of need someone to play Mario Brothers and 64. Like, I think that that 3D jump, I mean, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to be in our 80s, you know, hopefully still covering games, right? Right, oh, yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and we're still going to be talking about, you know, 96, 97, you know, just that like, you know, going to CD, going to full orchestras, going to, three, you know, 3D environments like that was huge. So like communicating that I think would be important, you know, to 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 be like we still make two D games, not because we have to, you know, but because we like them. Yeah, you know, we're like the technology did get better, and that was a significant shift. Because I could see, you know, like when I have a kid, that I could see, easily see that kid growing up and being like, we it wasn't three D all the time, and like no, like these old games were, you know, looked like this because they had to, and the games we have now look like that because it's an artistic choice. Yeah, you know, something that's always interesting to me when it comes to this type of question is when you start talking about Mario. You know, everyone jumps to Super Mario Bros. being the answer. But in terms of 
the, all the other like Mario 3, Mario World, they teach those things just as well as Mario 1 does. Sure, but the reason I go with Super Mario Bros and not Super Mario World, which is my favorite Mario game, right, is the fact that I feel like that's Mario World is complicated. There's a lot there's a lot going on in Mario World with power-ups and capes and how do I run and fly and how does this happen? And you learn it and there's power blocks, you know what I mean? These different or the P thing. I know what you mean. Thank you. Uh, as you go through, right? No, this is a PS. I love you joke. Uh, as you go through with all that, like it's there and it's fun, and there's the overworld map, and there's all, but there's so many things and choices, and I feel like that is overwhelming. Whereas you saw with Mario Bros, you saw. I remember my parents playing that at a friend's house. You know what I mean? Like I remember the NES was simple enough for them to sit down and use it and play it. Whereas I think Super Mario World started introducing a lot more, and that mm-hmm. was good as far in terms of game design, as in terms of what I wanted as a gamer. But I think you can play Mario Bros. and not have your head wrapped around video games in the way Mario World needs. There's there's more there's going on in Mario more. World. Hmm. The other thing about COD is you get esports and that you have to. You got to show that. You got to yeah. see a bunch of, you know, uh, Korean people just screaming at a, at a giant <laughs> screen. <laughs> what? Because, I mean, we're, we're in the industry and a lot of us are still like, what am I What's looking happening? at right, 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 now? right, right, right. When did this happen? Was this in a movie or something? Like, no, they did this. Like, so, yeah, that uh, there's that stadiums in- with millions of people watching. I mean, yeah, I think that's a that's a good point, though. It's I think esports is one of those tentpole things that you got to hit on. I think that the experimental things, I think fighting games, I think obviously 2D and 3D platformers or just 3D, 2D and 3D games in general. Like, and I think Mario is the right answer for both of those. Um, but I just I feel like there's just other things. Like, I feel like racing games, too. Like, even if they're not our favorite thing, like racing games are every console for the future of life will have a racing game. You know what I mean? Many racing games. It's just that is a video game thing. I don't know which one we'd put on the list. Mario Kart, maybe. But double Dash. <laughs> Mario Kart Double, double Dash. dash. <laughs> but I, I just think that there's something about it. And it's it's not so much thinking in the you know original, like, what is the genetics of it? It's more just like, what are video games? When you ask yourself that, like, I think that though you look at every launch lineup for a console, what does it have? See, this what is fascinating. This is the exercise. It's not the games you put on the list. It's how do you answer that question? Because mm. you're going with, I want genres represented. Colin's going with, well, is it historical or is it now? Or and then I'm just like, I'm if I was gonna, I needed one box of a video game sampler to give to somebody for they understand. I'm thinking the different types of experiences you can have with video games, right? And then Brandon Jones just sucking I'm just up air in the room. Over the place. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking what what game, because this is always like an interesting test for me when I show games to my parents, my friends, my wife, you know, like, and I, I kind of, uh, like Disney Infinity is a great example. I'm a huge Disney Infinity fan, but a lot of people are like, should I get it? And I'm like, I don't know you. Yeah. So I can't, I can't say like, yes, oh yeah, do the whole thing. Uh, I have friends that I do know that I say, no, don't get it. I know you wouldn't like it. You know, like if I get a free version, I'll, you know, I'll pass it your way. But like, um, so I, I'm thinking of what, what games could you literally hand someone and stand in the back of the room and not say a word, right, you know, right. where if you need to step in, okay, you got to do this. And like that, that, that might not be the game. Uh, I think street fighter is a great example. I think anybody, you know, you could suck at street fighter if you're still playing it you know, and yeah. still, it's, it's still functional. You still kind of get like, ah, I'm that guy. Yeah. That's my health. Got it. And it's interesting too. Cause like this guy's question, like his parameters or his idea of it is that to not do that. It's not just give it to somebody. It is like, what are the games as difficult as they are? And whatever the learning curve is, what are the games that represent? Just, this is what video games are. Video games are difficult. Video games do require reading. Right. But it's, stuff. it's like, um, I don't accept those parameters for myself because it would be about the games that I like. I mean, that's basically what it, what it comes down to. Like, there are much better platformers in the original Mario and Mario through and Mario World. Like, there are. Like, the, the, and so, like, and so, but they're not as important. 
Mega Man Two and Mega Man Three are way better games than, than the Mario games in my mind. You know, but like, but you like they because they're they they are gruelingly difficult. They're not linear, um, and there's a lot of customization and almost a procedural kind of approach to those games where you beat them in many different orders and stuff like that. Like, there's many more ideas in those games, and the platforming is more solid, I think, too. But they're not as important. They're not as symbolic of of a trend. I mean, Mar- the original Mario is not the original side scroll. It's just that we look at it as as the original side scroller as we recognize side scrollers. I mean, games like Pitfall existed before Mario, so it's not like so to me, it's 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 the same thing with shooters. Like there is some Wolfenstein really is the first first person shooter, but it's not really the first first person game. And, and it's like there's like all, you know, we had dungeon crawls like Shadowgate and all sorts of weird shit like that. that gave you that perspective. It's like so I'm more fascinated by like where things come from, like why Dungeon and Dragons was really important to the statistical nature of games. Why like wargaming in the 19th and early 20th century was important to the idea of taking turns in a video game. Um you know, like uh, as opposed to real time stuff. So, I mean, I, that's like more where I think things become important. And then you have to kind of lay out your list like that. I don't know. But it's tricky because if you understand D&D, then you don't you already get that. You know, it's like you don't have to explain that someone to in video games. So it's like you mentioned reading. You're like, well, reading is a part of games. But it's like uh, odds are the person you're talking to understands how to read and understands that if a character is talking to them in a game, they can respond to them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like those seem like concepts that they could understand. Whereas like if you were to show someone an MMO there'd be all sorts of questions like, wait a minute, what, how, okay, so you got a quest from that person. Now you're going someplace else. And how, what was that your inventory? How does that work? You know? So I I think, I think you'd really have to focus on, I'm going to show you this and you're going to have no idea what you're looking at. I'm going to have to explain it Mm -hmm. versus like as complex as mass effect is the the, the systems in place are actually, I think fairly simple for someone to understand that watches TV or watches film. Yeah. You know, that even if they've never played a video game before where someone like journey is like, that's a crazy game. You know, like that's, it's crazy to be like, I guess I walk there. It just really kind of like focuses on like the, the, you know, your 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 bare instincts, mm-hmm. you know, as a human experiencing a, a piece of art. Yeah, that's where yeah. I would go. And I think I think the more fascinating thing to me is like, not so much the games, but like what, how do we describe them, and what does it mean for a game to be arcadey? What does it mean for a game to be heavy, or floaty, or um, you know, like think about like Castlevania versus Mega Man, and like how diff- those are both side scrollers, but they're super different from each other in the way they feel. And explaining those things, 3D Ninja Gaiden versus uh, God of War is really different, mostly because of the difficulty and like a lot. Of, and and so like there's there's just a lot of like deeper questions that can be answered than just like what five games represent video games, because I think that that's going to be different for everyone um, as the Neo Gaff thread, I guess. Yeah, exposed. Uh, that's the exercise. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the sad thing is that there's like and I hate that kind of, you know, someone who's into more of the, the history or whatever. It's just it's sad that there's no objective truth, you know, like in a way. Well, we'd all be out of a job, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? but it would be. Yeah. But at least it would be the, gap com- thread the conversation just like, would end. The gap right. goes. Gaps one post, and everybody's like quoting and going, "Yeah, yeah, nailed it, nailed it." <laughs> but at least because like it's it's it, because the mental exercises become kind of fruitless and useless when like it's fun. It's a fun academic exercise, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It frustrates me personally that there's no like more definitive answers, and it's just going to get more complicated. Well, the definitive answer for Colin Moriarty: Mega Man Three, Mega right, Man right. Two, Mega Man One, Mega Man. Well, maybe, maybe I'm watching too many X Files, but I think we clearly need to like steal someone's child and put them in like an incubator or something like that, and completely isolate them exactly. from language exactly. and everything else in the world. Wait like 20 years and, and then find they, out they pop the answer out and just be like, "Hey, Super Mario Brothers," and just watch, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that topic was brought to you by Audible. Do you love books but find that you never have time to read them? Well, Audible.com is the perfect solution. Get audiobooks and listen to those books you've been meaning to read while on the go. At the gym, during a commute, Audible.com provides over 180,000 titles from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Their app is free. You can get it on all your different things, iPhones, iPad, Android, Windows. Yeah. 
even Windows. You can also download and listen on your Kindle Fire and over 500 MP3 players. And unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you own the books, so you can access your books anytime and anywhere right from your smartphone. Audible.com also has a great listen guarantee. If you decide you don't like the book you choose, don't worry. You can exchange it if you aren't happy with another anytime, no questions asked. Just for you listeners out there, Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash kfgames today and start your free trial. Again, show your support for Can of Funny Games and get a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash kfgames. Do they not have a slogan either? No, no, no slogan for them. Audible. Audible.com. These books Audible got hooked. Enjoy this program. <laughs> All right. Last topic of the day, as always, brought to you by the Kind of Funny Forums. Kindoffunny.com slash gamescast topic. Go there. Leave your topics. We'll read them just like I'm about to do right now. For Maya Luke, I was wondering if you guys could weigh in on your thoughts on refunds for digital games. There seems to be people wanting refunds for Firewatch because of the length, and even people beating and enjoying the game and still trying to use Steam's refund policy to get their money back. Do you guys think there should be refunds for digital games? And if so, how do you think it should be implemented? No. No. <laughs> you don't think there should be refunds, period? For No. What? I mean, since when have you bought a video game and been like, you know what? I'm bringing it back. I mean, I, I, used, to, I, I used to do that, that all yeah, the time. That but that's, I mean, that's just not, that's not how things work. I'm now. saying for like, yeah, I agree with you. I but. think it should be that if the game's broken, because if a game's broken, you can take it back usually. And it's very store to store. I don't know. I sure. But I mean, what do you mean by broken? Like, like, they're, they're like, you know, the game just doesn't work. It's Naughty Bear. It's Naughty Bear. If I bought Naughty Bear and it turns out, man, this is a garbage pile of a game, flaming trash, no one would ever like, I should be able to take it back. I don't know. Not, man. And I mean, and I mean, I'm talking about, I, mm, even as I say that, we the, do, the yeah. return window is when the question pops up. Well, there's broken bad and there's broken. You have microtransactions. I put a hundred bucks into this game and I didn't get what I paid for. That that's that's broken. That's capital B broken. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I mean that's, that's the thing in terms of digital goods in that way. If like if you pay for it and don't get the thing, right? That's an issue. Not liking the thing, right? That's like it, there's been the Steam refunds where you buy this, where they buy the game and play the game, and the game is literally doesn't work. That's what I'm I'm saying. Yes, you should be able to be refunded on. Okay, Fire, totally, okay, totally agree with sure. that. Well, because you, you said no refunds. Well, I mean, I'm, no refunds on something that just because you don't like it. That yes, does yeah, right. not make sense. <laughs> right. Again, again, that I agree with. All right, fine. Especially if it's a full refund, and you're just like, I'm just gonna take this Firewatch money and go right into something else. Like that's, that's yeah, it's like especially <laughs> if you beat it. <laughs> yeah, you don't no, get to yeah, beat yeah, the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. and then be like, well, like you should have rented it. If I can't, that doesn't work these days i guess but like that's that's not how things sure you paid admission you should you're done now yeah but the the refund policy on steam is a reflection on the shitty nature of that catalog of games on steam that there's no curation that like a lot of games are just totally broken and they do suck because no one is minding the shop over there so like which is why we talked about you know is the idea i think we talked about ps i love you actually like is the idea that like there's only there's too many games on psn like they can probably remove half of those games on psn to be totally fine like where who's mining the shop? There's there is an objective kind of look. Games are good or bad, but depending on how you feel about them, there is an objective. Like, does this game even really need to be on our store right now? And Steam doesn't have that kind of stuff, so they do need to get people a way out of buying these shitty garbage games that are on there that are like flooding it. Like, like I don't know, like, man. I, I just feel like I think that's why. So I understand like why it exists because it's turning into the app store. Um, but and that you know that that's just it's there's there's such a thing as too much selection. Uh, but. Object, you know, again, like being honest and being like, you know, I return games all the time in the uh, PS1 era, like all the time, because like you, you, like you could. I, I bought, I bought Saga Frontier. That game sucked. I brought it back. I brought, I bought Street Fighter Cross or Street Fighter versus X Men. Played that for a few days. Brought that back. Bought like Tactics Ogre. 
played that over a week, brought that back. See, like, like, I, like so you, you were gaming the system then. Like, sure. You were treating that like a rental service. And you also weren't yeah. getting the full price back for these games. No, like, you uh, were. You could bring oh, those really? games. Like, there was a time, I think it was at EB, like, there was a time Ooh, wow. where you had, like, five days or something, and you'd be just bring the game back. <laughs> wow. Like like and that that definitely that definitely was a time no, that I mean, existed. I re- that was a thing. I just think that that's right. like that doesn't make sense. Like you don't. I, I'm just trying to think of like a uh, an analog to this. I was in eighth grade and I had no money, so I have no shame about that. Now. <laughs> if you go to a movie and you don't like it, you don't get a refund. If you go to the movie and halfway through the movie it stops playing, right. then you get a refund. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, you get a re- oh, just just uh, word of the public. If they uh, cut credits, if you go see a movie and like you're the only dude in the theater and it's like the last showing on a Saturday and like the guy's like, well, you got up and left the theater. I'm going to stop it. They have to play the whole thing. I got a fr- I got a free movie ticket one time because we were leaving the theater and they cut it and we were like, oh. And so we walked out. We were like, you stopped the movie. Like, we, we, it's like a Seinfeld episode. We paid, we paid, yeah. I paid full money for the ticket. Did they argue? Uh, no. Yeah. And we got a, we got a the, free ticket at that. The assistant manager is yeah. seven, all 17 years old. Like, here you go, whatever. But I, the, the way people are gaming the system might be wrong, but there's a, there's a reason why that system exists specifically on Steam. That's all I'm saying. I, using it on Firewatch, I'm not a huge fan of Firewatch, but it's certainly not a game you should ask for a refund on, in my opinion. If you don't. Uh, you, I agree with you that it's it, we shouldn't be gaming it. I'm just saying, being honest, I used to game it, so sure. like it's easy for me to say for my ivory tower at 31 years old that yeah, that's wrong. But when I was 12 years old, you better believe I was bringing shit back all the time. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, so, it's not a question of, of wrong or right or, or like would I do it? We all fucking know I would do it, but it's like <laughs> it's just more of like like it's it's not you're not owed that. Like it's not something that like they they right. need to do. Like if Firewatch. You know, having hiccups and stuff. You're not buying something because it's a perfect game. They're not promising you that it's going to run flawlessly. You're buying something and like you need to be educated on what you're buying. I, I agree 100 percent. I actually like uh, full disclosure and I hate to admit this, but like I don't watch reviews for as many reviews as I've pumped out like over the years. Like I don't like I'm not like, mm, let me see these GTA five reviews and see if this game's good. Like, got it. I'm getting that game. You know, like that's always kind of been. My attitude about games is like when I purchase a game, I'm not like this game better be good. It's like I've I've done my homework. I know this is my type of game. So like this game might be good or bad in my spectrum of favorite games, but I'm not going to finish that and be like, oh, that was a a totally bad decision. So like, yeah, there's a lot of weird games on Steam. But like if you don't know they're weird, I don't know what to tell you. Like if you've never heard of it, warning, warning. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of like early access. If you're early access, like (laughs) you're wasting your money. Right. Most likely. Well, you Darkest know? Dungeon, I think, was a, a, a huge exception. You know, like, Darkest Dungeon really access. No, there's, no, there's, no, there's good yeah. stuff, but I'm saying most likely. Like, if you're just buying stuff, oh, yeah, sure. The odds are not really spinning the dial, whatever yeah. it lands on yeah, picking that but game. But it's, it's a reflection on the race to the bottom, and the, first of all, the expectation that things should be free or very cheap all the time, which is a stupid expectation. And that uh, and an expectation that people are going to be sorely disappointed and especially as they complain that video games are so expensive when video games are cheaper than they've ever been. Just just <laughs> totally, completely. Um but also that it's a reflection on a distrust of the marketplace that people don't expect to find quality games or need a, an avenue out. It's not to say we used to depend on like box art in the NES era to buy games, right? And we would get some bad games. I mean, for every for every Faxanadu I played, I played a, an Athena or a, a Deadly Towers. These games suck, you know. But like you were stuck, like you were stuck with them. And so I understand that that like there's a fear of that. 
So I understand like why these things exist, but it is a distrust of the marketplace because there's no there's no one minding the shop. Like Steam really reviews. is Steam, but Read the reviews, but Steam the user reviews, the user reviews, sure. But Steam Steam is just an example of something that's becoming way too bloated and way too big and is going to suffer from the same problems that the app store is. Is that you know there's ten or fifteen games that anyone cares about and there's a bunch of trash and if you buy any of the trash, you're going to be stuck with it. But th- I mean, and, but that's the thing is like I buy I buy apps all the time and I buy them after looking at it. Looking at how many stars it has, reading a couple of reviews, seeing, oh, this calendar app crashes every five times. Maybe I shouldn't buy it because that's a deal breaker to me. You know, plus the Google Calendar app's free. What are you fucking doing? I'm, but I'm saying, like, whatever. Example. I'm fucking around. Right. Can I make a joke? But I don't know. I just, I, I just don't understand. But it, well, like, the other thing is, like, what what game was Campo Santo advertising? Like, that was the game I played. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I saw tra- I saw a couple trailers for a guy wandering around a forest talking to a woman that I was I'm most likely I'm not going to see in this game. She's just going to be a voice. There's trees. You know, maybe a little bit of mystery. Done. You know, it's like, I don't know what weird 10 hour multifaceted. <laughs> well, I never got a gun. 10 endings. Yeah. Like serial killer hunting game. People I only watched one fire. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, Alex McMillan says, do you think that trailers are as necessary for a game success today as they were 10 or 20 years ago? Hell yeah. I think they're more. Hell you know, yeah. They're more important. Like YouTube alone has like kind of made that such a mainstream thing where people expect to see game trailers, you know? You that moment where you don't have a game and you suddenly do is everything. I I would I don't know if it's half, but it's at least a third of everything you're gonna do. Everything. Like you you might have to be digging yourself out of a hole for the whole time. That's why I was I was talking to the guys from Paragon and like the first piece of media they released was just like a guy spinning. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you can't it's like we know you're epic. We know you can make a good game. We can see the game looks good, but like you can't, the first thing, like this is what like we we know it exists, but we don't know anything about it. Like that's not where you want your fans yeah. to be. I also say uh, ten or twenty I, I mean I could this could be a wild ignorant thing to say, but I don't think game trailers even existed twenty, 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. I don't mean proper noun game trailers. I mean I, I don't remember seeing trailers and I don't remember seeing trailers as we know them until the GameCube, PS2, Xbox era. Yeah. Before that, it was like on P- PS Underground, all that kind of stuff. Where it was more demo. Yeah. Or yeah. Commercial clips or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is yeah, kind of like funny when you Nintendo think about VHS tapes. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like yeah. Star Fox one. My God. <laughs> um, Jeremy wants to know how does a game developer find the line between a good story trailer and spoilers? I mean, that's hard. You know, and I think with the modern yeah, trailer, Telltale's it's... just there's not there's no way around it. You yeah. got it. You know. That's why, like, we, 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 when we'd have shows where I'd be like, hey, trailer of the week, or this is my favorite trailer, I would never show Telltale, because it's like, I don't want to do that to yep. you. Just drop a chapter five trailer on you when you have <laughs> played one through four. It's hard, man. I think, yeah. that, you know, we talked about this before with trailers, but, like, we, game trailers are more and more becoming, like, movie trailers, and that's hard when movies are, you know, here's the story, right? It's a two-hour thing when you're showing bits and pieces from throughout that two hours, you can kind of piece, piece together the entire thing. Totally. And when games are... Like Uncharted is a perfect example. Like that's hard. How do you make a trailer for Uncharted that doesn't spoil it? Right. It's impossible. Yeah. I also wonder. Well, the Uncharted trailer I didn't even watch because I I don't care. I don't want to see anymore. I know it's gonna be great. Right. Everyone knows that. You know. Well, it's, it's a good point. It's yeah. like I'm locked on that game. There's no question. Yeah. Like there's no. I mean, we, when I even saw, it, I I avoided even the PSX demo. You know, like I was like, I'm like, why do I need? Of course, it's gonna be awesome. Like, who expects anything less than that? It makes me wonder about the market imperative of like. A, tr- a studio like Naughty Dog or a publisher like Sony even having to public like publicize that game anymore. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, and I'm not even being facetious. It's like there are certain games where I'm like, you, I don't even know you need to do this. No Man's Sky, great example. Yeah, like, take a break. You know, like don't you're done. We're, there's nothing else to show. You're fine. <laughs> like I would love the idea of them. I know it's not possible. I know it's an, it, it's a it's a it's a lofty kind of thing. But with with Uncharted, it's it's so. I mean, the series is going to end, but it's such a 
we know what it is and it's such a temple and it's so important for PlayStation specifically. It's like, why not just announce it and like not really show us much of anything? You know, like, well, like mm. we all know what it is. Like, are you and I know you're trying to attract a new audience on PS4 that never played the trilogy because they were not cool back in the, you know, the PS3 era. And and uh, <laughs> and, you know, I, so I understand there's all these things that I'm ignoring from a marketing perspective. Yeah. Marketers have to be like, what are you talking about? But from like from a gaming perspective, I'm just like, why are we so intent on ruining shit? Mm hmm. Like especially when we know it's good, there's nothing to prove. Horizon, on the other hand, like we don't know sure. what it is. So, yeah, yeah. so send us all the trailers you right. want. Or the, the example I always used because I don't, I think Uncharted to get out to people who now have all these new millions of people who have PS4s who didn't before. I understand why they do it. I think we can avoid it. For me, I thought the one that should have been nothing was GTA Five. I was talking about how dope it would have been if GTA 5's commercials were just a black screen with like the, the montage and music behind it or whatever, and it just fades up on the logo, and then it says the date. And I was like, you probably would have sold just as much, because GTA, people know, they're in, yeah. let's go. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point. But yeah, Uncharted, is, is it's complicated, because I think you, you, know, you guys specifically are in that. You're the other side. You're like, I know Uncharted, but then there's so many people that just don't whether or not they're Xbox people or not, like even PlayStation people, I don't think that Uncharted has that level of just everybody knows what Uncharted is. And I'm talking about PlayStation people as people that just own a PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, this, the games, uh, Uncharted sold only 21 million units cumulatively, and I think that includes Golden Abyss. So you're looking at something like six and a half million units a, a game if you counted that Uncharted 3 sold better than two, which sold better than one. But um, Don't forget but, Fight for Fortune. But there were 80, about eight, there are about 82 million PS3s or so in the wild now. So there are a lot of people that never played Uncharted. So there's definitely, which is shocking to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know, like, I, I, as we're PlayStation people, and I don't know, it's not that, like, I think The Last of Us is better than Uncharted. So it's not like I'm a huge Uncharted fanboy or anything like that. I'm just like, how did you avoid this? If you have a PlayStation, this is like basically what all did you we had. own? What did you own a PS3 for if you weren't playing this? <laughs> I mean, we had resistance. resistance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last guy. <laughs> Phantom says, hey, coolest dudes in video games. I noticed everything is getting an anniversary this year. Pokemon celebrating its 20th. Persona celebrating its 20th. Sonic's on its 25th. Dragon Quest is on its 30th. And even Wild Arms has something planned for its 20th anniversary. Can we say that this is the year of the celebration? And how should games celebrate? Sure. I think we can say that this is the year of celebration. Why not? Uh... <laughs> Refunds, yeah. lots of refunds. <laughs> yeah, games should celebrate by celebrating what they are, right? Like it's what I mean, it's what we know, it's what you're you know now, and right. it's what I think PlayStation learned this generation is like it's about your community, no matter how big or small it is, right? So yeah, for all these games that are hitting these milestones, they should talk about that. Pokemon had a Super Bowl spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And whoa, awesome. Okay, do retrospectives, <laughs> do different things, put up, you know, give out exclusive <laughs> items and limited runs and all these different things that like matter. You're always talking about Wild Arms, like. Wild Arms is the fucking exactly. Best. So like, there's uh, people like you. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love Wild Arms. I can't believe Media Vision still exists and they're still making games. It's so awesome. My assumption is that they'll make a new Wild Arms to celebrate that, which is awesome. But or maybe remake Wild Arms, although they already did that. Uh, so the cool thing about this is the perfect storm of like a lot of great anniversaries. Pokemon, uh, Persona. I can't believe Persona is twenty years old, but it is. Um, Dragon Quest, which I adore, is thirty years old. I mean, that's that's a. That's pretty extreme kind of stuff. But like the other side of the coin is like what happens with Mega Man when mm -hmm. they just totally shat the bed and dropped the ball on that anniversary. Released like Mega like a fan game. Like Mega Man vert Cross Street Fighter, which was bad. And I'm like, you guys didn't like plan for this at all? Like there was nothing, you had nothing planned for Mega Man's anniversary. So there is another dastardly and dark side to this <laughs> anniversary celebration where you get something where it's like it just comes and goes and there's nothing yeah. at all. And that's sad. So, um, which is why, you know, with Mega Man's 30th anniversary coming up, 
you know, my assumption is that they are going to have a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully, a, you know, I, I told you, Capcom, I write it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, the, so there are both sides of the coin. I think that's over celebrating is better than under celebrating. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like video games are in that. Like, is this the year of celebrating anniversaries? No, I think the last five years have been that. I think the next forever it will be the Yoshi that. or Luigi. Yep. Video games got, have gotten to the point that there is legacy in so many franchises. And it's like, it's going to be a Mario or Zelda anniversary every year forever because it's like the way that they they kind of fudge the numbers where it's like well it's our fifth anniversary or 25th anniversary in america and in japan and in europe and here's the thing and here's the the 25th anniversary game that's actually coming out a year later or a year earlier or whatever so it's like it's just a constantly celebrating which i think is cool i mean why not it's like just it's giving perspective on whatever is happening whatever the cool things are i think things like sonic need it the most and even pokemon it needs a fucking kick in the ass of like, hey, here's like, let's do something new. They're not taking advantage of it with either of those franchises, <laughs> but like, yeah, more they, the like they, they need that shit. Yeah, it's it's too bad. I hate Konami too because uh, Castlevania turns thirty this year, uh, and you uh, a new Pachinko machine. Just play Bloodborne. You know, it's like that's the, the closest you're gonna get. I know. That's what I was saying when I was looking at that. I was like, this is uh, this would be an exceptional Castlevania like game. Just just in the in the in the universe, that gothic kind of feel, the flying buttresses and these sharp edges and stuff like that's a beautiful game. Um, but Konami sucks, so I don't have any intention of them. You know, <laughs> but, but yeah, I like that. I like that it opens up that conversation. Like if you have an eight year old and she's really into Splatoon, and then she's like, "Oh, the new Super Mario Brothers, this Mario game is fun." And you're just like, "Yeah," like she's learning about Mario, and then like, "Hey, it's the 30th anniversary, it's 40th anniversary," and she's like, "Wow, 40? I'm eight. This is a lot older than me." You're like, "Yes, it is." You know, like I, I like we're talking about retrospectives, just like anything to you know, inform people that like this has been around for a long time and that's fine. It's actually kind of great that you don't know that and that yeah. now you can learn, you know. Yeah, no, can... I mean, it's it's. And I do think that, you know, for as much as I'll give it, Pokemon is doing a great job of maybe not giving us the new games and like the, the stuff that I'd want like that. But in terms of celebrating, like it's it's been an amazing couple months just being such a Pokemon fanboy and just kind of experiencing this shit. Like a couple days ago, they released uh, Red, Yellow and Blue on the mm-hmm. virtual console. And it's one of those things where I... Going into it, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. It's happening. I need to stay away from it because I do not want to invest into this. But then everyone on Twitter is posting pictures and stuff. And I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I, I lost. I'm yeah. so weak-willed. And I got it in like three and a half hours later. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why am I, why did I just, you know, beat Misty for the hundredth time? Like, and there's something about it that's so cool when everyone on every Facebook page. I'm when it's, a, it when it's an event, if you can yeah. make these things into events, right, that matters because you want to celebrate with people. And it's like it's 20 years, but then, you know, then you start to read the all these people's like memories and their essays that they're writing of just like, here's where I was 20 years ago. I didn't know where Pokemon was, but two years later I found this and then the TV show. And then you start reading like, fuck, man, like this is a part of me, you know, and like playing the game. It's like, man, I remember being eight talking to that guy. I remember not understanding what he was saying. I thought I had to do this. Like it's all these like things that just instantly come back. And I'm like, I wish games did that a bit more for their, on the, their yeah, on the flip side, I actually dig anniversaries of stuff that I'm not involved in. You know, mm-hmm. like I have ready for this. Sim, I have never played a Pokemon game in my life. I've never even touched one. I have, I have never moved a character in a Pokemon world. Ever. Need, okay. As never. soon as you guys get your thing going, well, Get we, on that. No, literally, we had plans. Kyle and I were going to sit down. I was going to oh, turn it on for the first time on camera and be like, okay. And he was going to talk me through it. And then every week, I think we're, we're, we're planning on still doing this. We're like, every week I check in with him. Like, okay, on this level, here's what I understand. I don't like this. Oh, um, I love this. And uh, uh, man, that's really exciting. It was just like, oh, what better time than this huge anniversary to like finally jump in and write this wrong that I've never played a Pokemon. <laughs> I'm a huge RPG fan and never, never got into it. Love it. Love it. Final question of the day. 
Colin, this one's for you. Oh, this God. one is is specifically <laughs> for you. JRV says, "Okay, yeah, well, it's fucking- <laughs> hey guys, I thought of this question and figured it would be interesting to get your take on it. Which video game character would make for the best president of the United States?" <laughs> BJ Blasphemous. Uh, no, I don't know. It's a good question. Best video game president. Well, it's just character that would be president. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know. No one else has an answer for this? Gordon oh, Freeman, all action, no talk. <laughs> I'm going to go the opposite and elect somebody who has experience and is ready to step up, Mike Hager mm. from Final Fight. <laughs> He's yeah. been a mayor forever. That's a great, that's a great, we that's know good. that he'll fight He'll fight in the streets to protect his town. What's he going to do as commander-in-chief? Super healthy. Yeah. You know? Super that's a great, healthy. That's a great answer. I'm not, I can't do any better than that. There we go. One Ladies turkey gentlemen. meal a day. You heard it here first. <laughs> that topic brought to you by Harry's Shave Club. Guys, March Madness is almost underway. You're probably scrambling to figure out which teams are good this year, and yet we all Tim, know... Tim, what teams are good this year in March Madness, actually? Let's see. Let's think about it. We have... Who are you backing? The Arizona Patriots. Yeah, of course. Right? They're doing great. And then there's the the Carolina... This Pans- is so much easier. Just name schools. He doesn't you- even know. North Carolina. Even know. North Carolina is a school. Yeah. Light blue is their color. Right. And their their animal is the parrot. The Tar Heels. The Tar Heels. <laughs> yeah. That's a made up thing. Okay. Tar Heels, Tar Heels, that's not real. We all know Susan from the office is going to randomly fill out her bracket and beat you anyhow. That's me. I'm Susan in this scenario. What you really should be doing is figuring out how to get a good clean shave at an affordable price. And by the way, if you like Cinderella stories. I do. A startup by the name of Harry's is taking (laughs) taking on the Razor Giants and winning guys over left and right. Harry's is the only shaving company that has both amazing quality and low prices. Quality. German engineered. I don't know if that's necessary. Five blade cartridges. Close. Comfortable shave. No cuts or burns. Quality. Guaranteed. Full refund if you're not happy. So all you people complain about Firewatch. <laughs> price. Factory direct prices. Cut out the middleman. Ships right to your door. Sell the blades at half the price of the leading brand. Proof over 1 million guys have already made the switch and thousands more switch every day. Why pay $32 for an eight pack of blades when you can get them for half the price at harrys.com? The Harry's starter sets an amazing deal for just $15. You get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Harry's doesn't like to discount because their prices are already so low, but we worked out a special offer with them. Harry's is going to give you $5 off your first order if you use promo code KFG. So stop overpaying for a great shave and go to harrys.com right now. That's H A R R. Ys.com and enter code KFG at the checkout. Guy with the beard selling razor blades. I oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I still have a shave. You see this? Yeah. I shaved this morning. It's all good. <laughs> Y'all touch ups? Yeah. Got to be touched up. Going to Rooster Teeth. By the time they, they're seeing this video, they've seen we'll a lot of tweets. And stuff. In a plane I don't know exactly to what's going to happen, but. So post this. If, we, if, the, if the plane crashes, post this. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Brandon, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, not only considering the circumstances, but uh, it's just nice to yeah, nice to get up in town and hang out with you guys. Yeah, I'm happy this I'm in, I'm in, trip I'm in HQ. Still I'm happy. in the Nexus. Yeah, you are in the, the room. How is it? I'm getting, How do you feel I'm getting about valuable this? intel and taking it back to my cave. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, they look like they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So we're probably for in okay shape. <laughs> Good news. There's no rules, guys. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we wish the best for you and Thanks, all the guys. Really I it. hope that, you know, things work out. If you need any anything, feel free to reach out to us and the beautiful best friends out there. Because they've been so good to us, and I'm sure they'll be good to you, too. And it's a warm, fuzzy feeling just getting out and meeting people that yep. uh, do what you do that you haven't spent a lot of time with. And, yeah. uh, and you guys are great. Yeah. G- genuinely. Literally, the cameras turn off, and the, they, don't, they don't change. <laughs> yeah, we do. Cool peeps. Follow him at Trailer Jones. Follow him at Game of Grey. Follow him at No Taxation. Follow me at Tim Gettys. Until next week. <laughs>